Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? <laughs> Welcome to episode 73 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. If you're an Eagles fan, just switch off now because this week's show is all about Super Bowl 57 champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Later in the show, we won't be taking a look at this week's power rankings and we won't be reviewing next week's opponents because your Kansas City Chiefs are on top of the pile. But first... This lion is the king of the jungle. Huge mane out here. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now, the little lion comes, they start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him, coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this, and they start to move in. The Eagles are going to win this game because Avante Maddox is a beast! Josh Sweat is a beast. Sweaty beast at that. Hassan Reddick is a beast. Fletcher Cox is a beast. Big beast. Shanti Gardner Johnson is a beast. Darius Big Play Slay is a beast. The jackals, hyenas, the barking at him, laughing at him. Javon Hargrave is a beast. Jalen Hurts is a beast. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this and they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder. Quail Watkins is a Miles Sanders is a Devontae Smith is a Eagles gonna win the game. That's a good thing, ain't it? Because they got a whole bunch of Until one day that lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody. Coach, it happened again. That's right, Patrick. It happened again. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions once more. Tom, this has been such an, an amazing weekend for us, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go into that in a minute, but this for the whole kingdom has just been something that, as it's something that dreams are made of, isn't it? You've never thought in your wildest dreams that we would ever see the Chiefs even like win one Super Bowl trophy. Now... We've got another one. We've got two. In fact, we've got three. Because let's not forget about the 1969-71 as well. This weren't meant to happen. It's not, is it? Right. <laughs> like, y'all weren't meant to do this. Like, <laughs> this, this was a transition year. Like, I know I predicted it. Like, kudos to me. And I know I predicted it in the exact way that it happened, by the way. Again, you know, high five me. Well done, you never Tom. mentioned it, mate. You never mentioned but, it. But, but. Did I truly believe it? Nah, not this year. <laughs> not in a retooling year. Not in a year where we lost Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, got Lord knows how many veterans, basically rebuilt the secondary, kids at linebacker, basically, receivers that no one wanted or heard of, 
questions about some of the players as well that we had. Questions know? about the coaches. Yeah. We got a kicker that had the worst year of his career. But it doesn't matter because guess what? When it mattered most, this team put it all together and done what great teams do. Go out and win the freaking Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> come on. I just am over the moon. Like, we're, what we're recording is Tuesday evening. So uh, a whole 24 hours before the parade kicks off. Apologies. We can't we can't record during the parade, like, for this release because I'm going to Arsenal Man City. But that's the only time oh, I'm going to mention Arsenal. Alarms off again. Alarms it's the only again. time I'm going to mention Arsenal on the podcast. That can wait till next year. Basically, when we come back for next season, I'm hoping that I'm going to start the podcast with me, like, anointing myself as, like, the all-world sports supporter that I support the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions and the Premier League champions Arsenal but anyways that's the last time I'm mentioning the Arsenal on this podcast for this season but they won the Super Bowl and two days later we're sitting here and I am still over the moon I am exhausted from from (laughs) this weekend like to go to Dublin watch the Super Bowl get hardly any sleep drink far too much fly home last night go to work today get showered out at work all day, come back here, record this podcast with you. I am done. I am physically and mentally done. I am so ready to check out, but I don't care because what's keeping me going right now is the big smile on my face, knowing and just just over the moon, the fact that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and they won the Super Bowl in a year when everyone said they absolutely had no right to do it. Like, this is just the best. It is the best. I, I'm just like, you, you're looking at me right now. Dimples <laughs> are out there. Like, I have massive dimples anyway. But honestly, the grin I have on my face right now, dimples, full-on craters in the side of my face. I don't even care because the, the, the Chiefs are champions. I think the most I've seen you happiest was obviously the time when we were in Miami, actually at the Super Bowl. This is obviously a very close second. Seeing your face right now, you are beaming from ear to ear about this, aren't you? I mean, it seems to me as well. I mean, obviously, we 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 enjoyed our time in Dublin. We had a great time. It was such a, a party atmosphere. It was a good celebration of football. All of the crew from our heads abroad were there. Um, and it was just a fantastic occasion. Now, we will get into the game and we will talk about it and 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 we'll probably talk about it from for months to come right now. Um but you're right, let's just start back right from the beginning. This team did wasn't given a hope in hell. That we had so many media pundits all saying the Chiefs are done. This is it. They, everybody else, like you said, have retooling. The Broncos have been getting stronger. The Raiders. I mean, Robert Griffith III said that the Chiefs are no longer the best offense in the AFC West. Never mind the AFC. It's now the Raiders are going to be the best in the AFC West because they had Devontae Adams. And it was just comments like that that just seemed to build up and build up and build up over this time that... Yes, the fans had heard it, but clearly the team itself, the players themselves, took that on them and thought, I'm just going to make a note of that. Let's keep these receipts. Let's do what we do, and let's make sure that we have got the best chance of getting to another playoff, another Super Bowl, and proving everybody wrong. And that is exactly what they did. The mentality of this team to do that, even in the rookies, to instill that 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 kind of mantra in the rookies to be a Super Bowl champion is that, I mean, the coaching-wise, this has to be some of the best coach teams we have ever seen because of that mentality aspect, because everybody was zoned in, everybody was locked in, everybody knew the prize at the end, but they they were fueled by all of the haters, all of the doubters, and they made sure they crossed that line, and it was a very minute line right at the end, wasn't it? Compared when you look at the, obviously the, the the game and the the shootout that it was. I mean, we keep laughing about you know games being shootouts and stuff, and there's always that meme that we put in. But it was a shootout. It was a pure shootout, and 
Mate, I, I am so excited to see what this team can go on from next. Before, yeah. when we won the first Super Bowl for, for 50 years, I was thinking, right, where does this team go from now? Because we we had some veterans in that team, quite quite heavily led on, the, on a lot of the veterans. And I thought, you know, if we keep them for another year or two, maybe we'll probably get back to another one. And we did. But I am so confident in the future of this team because of the rookies that we've got there, because of the players, because of the mentality they've got. Now, because they've also got the confidence that they are Super Bowl champions, they can now go on and do greater things. This team is suddenly becoming the team that everybody wants to go to to get a ring. Look at Juju Smith-Schuster. He never thought he was... That was probably going to be his best chance of getting on a team that was going to be realistically a Super Bowl contender. But he didn't think it was going to be this year. I don't think he thought it was this year. But all of a sudden now, we've got, like I said, these rookies have have kind of backed it up. They're now confident. They they want to go for another one. They clearly want to go for another one. Yeah. Um, But it's going to attract quite a number of veterans as well. Some great players that want to go and play with this team because Patrick Mahomes has also proved that he can do it without the star players. Yes. And he has spread it around. And I'm, I'm going to get into it in the, I'm going to get into it in the game as well because how this team can just change and up the gears and change the levels, change yep. the receivers. You know, if if you lock down somebody, they go to somebody else. I mean, it's Andy Reid's play calling. Yep. Just, it's just magnificent. I mean, that was very much on show in this game. This was an yep. absolute masterclass from Andy Reid. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. Yeah, like you, jump touched in. On, you touched on something there about how this team almost like you didn't use the word, but what you were leading to was defiance almost defiance against the media, defiance against the haters. And this team showed a defiance against history on Sunday in the Super Bowl. Like they were 10 points down at halftime. And then this stat popped up. Oh, like teams that were 10 points plus up at halftime. In the Super Bowl were 26 and one. The one being the New England Patriots to beat the Falcons in that epic comeback, the famous 28 free game. And the Chiefs, yet again, Mahomes, yet again, mounts another double-digit comeback. Another playoff double-digit comeback. Another Super Bowl double-digit comeback. That cannot be understated how big of an achievement this is. It must be unbelievably draining to play this team knowing that you can give them your absolute best and the Eagles did that in the first half outside of the Jalen Hurts um, fumble the Eagles were phenomenal in the first half and I'll admit I will admit I thought this game was done at halftime I remember saying to you that because we were obviously with a group of Chiefs fans inside of a pub full of NFL fans so the pub was absolutely round there must have been a couple of hundred people in there 170 of them were loving Rihanna at halftime singing their hearts out (laughs) 30 of them were miserable as sin and I was alone being the only Chiefs fan enjoying the Rihanna halftime show. And I turned around to you and I said to you, I said, I'm going to enjoy this 13 minutes of Rihanna because the next two hours are going to be shit. Because I, I was that convinced that this team was done with Mahomes getting injured and he looked really hurt. It, like it, We hadn't seen that from him. We've obviously seen him injured, but it was that he looked like, oh my gosh, not again. How am I going to get past this? It was like, he honest, the way that he was consoling into Rick Burkholder, I honestly thought we're going to see Chad, Chad Henney in the second half. Or if we do see Mahomes, we're going to see that like that hobbled version that we saw against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the second half. And that version of Mahomes wouldn't be good enough to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, especially with the way that they were playing. They were playing so well. So for the team to come out in the second half and put together one of the greatest second half performances in playoff history, the way they, they did, it must be horrible for other teams knowing that that is the juggernaut that they have to get past knowing that if you want to be a team like Kansas City you want to be a team like Patrick Mahomes a coach like Andy Reid who wasn't very good in the first half I must add Andy Reid he did not have a good first half but in the second half they showed everything everything that makes this team great and just having one exceptional first half of football was enough to be 
the other number one seed. It's not like it's a six seed. The other number one seed who played an excellent game for 90% of the thing, but their 90% of their game wasn't good enough to beat the Chiefs only playing one half of exceptional football. That must <laughs> be a terrifying, terrifying proposition for teams going forward because he's done it on one leg now. He's done it against the best teams. And he continues to show that if you talk crap at him, he's unbelievably petty and they do notice everything. So you don't want to off the Chiefs. That's the thing about Mahomes, you touched on it. He is, it, it is Petty Mahomes, isn't it? It, it? It's a nickname that seems to be coming out now. But he was asked about that in um, at a press conference, Super Bowl press conference. And they were saying, do you listen to all of the, you know, all of the comments and do you, do you actually keep receipts? Um, and he said, yeah, 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 I do keep receipts, but I don't, I don't mention it. I don't say it. I use it. And then I, I go out and do my football and then, you know, it kind of just quietens out after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like it's the true. Michael Jordan thing, isn't it? Where like, yeah. you know, can, can you imagine Patrick Mahomes sitting there making stuff up in his head like Michael Jordan used to do, like when he <laughs> waits in the last dance? It became personal with me. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, I'm sure I, he does. But yeah. it's that kind of greatness, isn't it? I mean, sorry, my, my, my voice is giving out here because I was screaming at that TV. Uh, I was screaming <laughs> at that screen in, 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 in Ireland. So if my voice suddenly goes down to a whisper, I will still take the spirit of Patrick Mahomes and continue to the bitter end of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But that is, you know, that, that is the greatness. That's how leaders lead, isn't it? You know, Patrick Mahomes, no matter what, he got that injury. And and like you said, I was really fearing the worst because he looked in pain. He looked in serious agony. And to see him um, on the sidelines there, that was pretty much my level of, oh my God, that's it. That's it. We're, it's done now. And we've always said on this show that we should never doubt Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs and 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 the fact that they can pull pull back from anything. But it should be it should see... be the first commandment of Chiefs fandom: <laughs> Thou shall never doubt Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But when he's be. injured on the sideline that badly, yeah. you think. But- Patrick Mahomes loses his right arm. Foul shall never doubt him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the next thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, don't just don't doubt him if he's got no legs, you know. Yeah, it's it's just it's crazy what this this player can do. And it's like I I I can feel myself like winding people up when I talk about him because I do talk about him like he's my own son. I honestly do. And yeah, I'm like, he's only seven years younger than me, but I just, <laughs> honestly, at times I feel like he's just my baby boy. And like, I talk to my mum about him and my dad about him and my brothers about him and they don't care, but they can <laughs> see how happy he makes me as yeah. uh, like, as a person. And some people might think it's incredibly sad. It's not. It's really it's not. not. Like, I'm just happy that I found someone in my life that makes me as happy as he does. <laughs> Because not everyone gets that. Not everyone gets that. Not every NFL fan gets that. Like, there's a lot of NFL fans that aren't as happy as Chiefs fans. Like, it, honestly, the, us as a fan base, it is lovely to know, and it is lovely to know that in the next ten years, no other NFL fan base will be as happy as us. They won't be. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Like, you're we right. are going to be the happiest of every life. Like, all the thirty-two teams, all the fan bases, we will be the happiest. And we will live life. We will have happy lives. Like when people go to sport for like their breakaways and whatnot to disengage from normal lives, they use sport obviously to make them happier a little bit. We know that the Chiefs are going to make us happy consistently because of someone like Patrick Mahomes. Like if we were Broncos fans, we can't guarantee that. <laughs> like we can't guarantee that. Like maybe more so now with Sean Payton, but you you, you don't know that. You don't know that you're going to get to a Sunday game. And you might be one of these people's where a sports result affects your mood for the rest of the week. Well, yeah. as a Broncos fans, you're going to have shitty weeks quite consistently between September and January now for the next few years. Where Chiefs, we know that basically if we base our moods on sports results, more specifically how the Chiefs are doing, we know now that for the next 10 to 15 years, every September through February, we're going to be pretty happy. <laughs> so and that's what Patrick yeah. Mahomes pretty much yeah pretty <laughs> yeah. much mate. Yeah, i don't know I it sounds incredibly either. like oh what is this guy on about but now you're thinking about it, you're thinking yeah it's quite nice knowing for that for five months of the year i'm going to be really happy every monday morning because what patrick Mahomes done the night before 
It's, 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 it's a great way of looking at life. It's not smokeness. It's just happiness. <laughs> That's all it is. And every now and then, we just want to share our happiness with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if a Chiefs fan approaches you, just pull up a chair and listen to the stories they have to make, you know, just about the rough times that we went through and, yeah. and how it's all great now and rosy in the garden because of we've got one Patrick Mahomes. I was actually telling a guy at work today to get on, jump on. He hasn't got a team. Get on, jump on like, now. Like eight o'clock every morning, we have a meeting that I'm meant to run. And obviously I w- wasn't at work yesterday. So there's a few of us stood there and I- I'm running this meeting. And uh, they asked how Dublin was and how the weekend was and you're happy about Super Bowl. And uh, one of them turned around. He's not, he, he likes the sport, but not a fan of any particular team. He was saying, oh, I've seen loads of Chiefs fans recently. I went, mate, you just need to get on. Like, we're meant to be talking about work. No chance. We spent 10 minutes about talking about Super Bowl. But I was like, mate, you just need to get on now. Because if I was like, if you get on now, you are going to have such a good time for the next 10 years. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to, you're going to be, you can go support another team, be defiant to me. You might get a lucky win every now and then against us. You get to have that one day every now and then. You go, oh, my team beat your team. But in general, I'm going to be far happier than you. And I think he's going to do it. Like, why wouldn't you want to be a Chiefs fan? As If you're a neutral now, when you haven't got a team or you're trying to find a team that is an international fan or even a, a, a rogue American that isn't got any, hasn't got any ties, you, why wouldn't you want to support the Chiefs? Because you, you talked about it earlier. And I know we say you talked about it earlier. We mentioned it earlier. I know we say that kind of thing a lot. But you did mention it about the rookies and the contribution they're making. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes, the coaching, Brett Veach, all of those factors. This team are so well set up to, mm. to succeed now for 10 to 15 years. So there's never been a better time to jump on board the Chiefs bandwagon. Raiders fans, we'll take you if you want to leave them. Yeah, Broncos fans, you. will leave them. Ditch them. Do you know what, do you know what I feel like at the minute? I just feel like me and you were like Harry and Lloyd driving in the van going, pick them up. Oh, there's some people want to ride too. Pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> which one's dumb and which one's dumber? <laughs> uh, and I'll leave you decide that, mate. <laughs> but by the way, just to, just to um, let the kingdom know, let, let the listeners know, you probably already worked this out already from what we've been talking about. We haven't got a script tonight. There is no there is no plan for this show. It's the last one of the season, the last one for us for a few months. We just decided we're going to make it up as long as we go along. It might be a 45-minute show. It might be an hour and 45 minutes. We really don't know. But at this present time, we're just going to chew the fat and just talk about how happy this team makes us. And if you want to stay on for the next few minutes, you're more than welcome. When Pete gave us the preseason script, We've had to keep this quiet all this time that we were going to win the Super Bowl, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Aren't we? I mean, this is the first podcast we've ever recorded after a Super Bowl win. Because <laughs> like, we've been podcasting together now, on and off, for what? Seven years now? Six, seven years? 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute amateurs. Um, for six or seven years. But the little hiatus that we did have, that year and a half hiatus, was during the 2019-20 season. So we didn't actually record any podcasts at that time. So this is the first time we've ever actually got to have this conversation yeah. about this winning the Super Bowl. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I know. Should we, can, should we carry on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not retiring now. We're not retiring. No chance. Not at this moment. Well, well should, we, should we share the good news that Arrowhead Pride are having us back? They've told us. Yeah. They've, they've told us. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Well, I mean, we've kind of heard it, like, not directly, but we've we've kind of got a bit of an insider there telling us that, yeah, yeah, you'll be all right, lads. Don't worry about it. Until we get somebody better, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, right, yeah, let's yeah, talk about specifics, back. shall we, about this game. Because, yeah, let's talk. But let's I, know talk it's been about done, I know it's been done to death and um, whatnot by lots of people. But you're here for a reason. Obviously, you're here for our takes on the Super Bowl. Well, at least we think you are. First one, Rihanna. What did you think? I really enjoyed the show. I'm not really a big into Rihanna, but I really enjoyed it. And I don't know if it's because of the the pub atmosphere we were in as well because it made it was like a concert we were in wasn't it yeah <laughs> That's what it felt like um and i knew some of the songs that she sings um I, I, there's quite a few that we mentioned in the previous show but there was other ones that i thought Do you know what i'd probably you know I'm, i might have to start listening to a bit more of rihanna in the car when i'm driving to work i might have to do that you know <laughs> yeah. but no i really enjoyed it really 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 enjoyed it that's that's a pretty um good way to announce that you're pregnant isn't it 
Like, <laughs> imagine what, if she's not put pregnant. On, like, put on her show. But imagine if she's not pregnant and she's just like pulling a bit of timber and everyone, the whole world just said, oh, Rihanna's pregnant. Like, Ooh, yeah. that, like that's the worst thing you can possibly do is to go up to any lady and go, oh, when's it due? And she's like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> that's the yeah, worst. That's pretty bad, isn't it? I've yeah. never done that, by the way. I would never. I never ask. Oh, it's like you'd never ask a lady her age. Like, <laughs> it's just it's things you wouldn't do. No, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought 12, 12 songs in 13 minutes is a, a few too many. Um mm. I would rather quality over quantity and that type of thing. But I still enjoyed it. I thought the stadium was excellent. The whole um, Super Smash Brothers things they had going on with the uh, staging was was excellent. But And, like, she, she danced very well, but, like, how much can you actually expect her to dance when she's clearly pregnant? Like, you can't expect her to start doing backflips and stuff on stage when, she, when she's pregnant. But, no, it was good. It was good. I'm a fan of her music, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that whole, like like early 2010s like cl- club music type scene because yeah. it just reminds me of my youth that uh, type of songs that were on in clubs when i was younger so i do i do like that that type of music so yeah it it, it was good i enjoyed it and, and i showed you i enjoyed it because i was the only chiefs fan in the club singing so yeah. <laughs> um after that though i think there was a big sigh of relief i suppose when we saw patrick mahomes running back on the field the second half yeah a big sigh of relief for that first drive in the yes. second half as well, because that was the most important drive in the entire game. I think yeah, there was two probably. important drives in the game. The one was the one directly before the half when the Chiefs held the Eagles to a field goal and not a touchdown. And the one immediately after when the Chiefs drove down the field and put on a clinic and scored a touchdown because it gave the Chiefs hope. It, I, I think if the Chiefs don't go down there and score... And then the Eagles go up the other end and score a touchdown. What well, you're talking of potentially what a 13 or a 17 point lead, a 14 point lead. Mm. You probably think that was curtains for the Chiefs. But to come out the way they did, score a touchdown. I can't remember what the touchdown was now. I can't remember. I think it was the Isaiah Pacheco run where Jared McKinnon was blocking at the goal line for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to score that touchdown was massive. And what, the, the way the Chiefs just ran the ball in general in the first, in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get too far away from what they're good at. They didn't try to be clever. They didn't put the ball in Mahomes' hands 50 times and said, just pass, pass, pass. They relied on the run game, relied on the offensive line, which we'll get to, and um, just just let them pound the rock and just had a balanced offense. And I think that was a sign of what was to come with the Eagles out having no answer for Andy Reid being, ba- being in his bag. Yeah. Um, I just want to pause for a minute because... It- the the thing that got me in this game as it was going as it was playing out and how we saw the offense changing the way it did um, and how the defense started to kind of make some plays on it as well you know it, I couldn't help thinking thinking that referencing other games that we saw in the other seasons you know like Super Bowl fifty five that was you know it was it was it was bad um, the the O line was obviously an issue the huge issue this was the rebuild version of that O-line this time but also as well you know learning things from like the Bengals game from last year as well in the you know in the AFC Championship game you know taking the ball out of Mahomes' hands a little bit more and like you said going towards the run a little bit more and making sure that you are spreading the ball around a lot more instead of just trying to fire over to Tyreek Hill or trying to fire it at, at Travis Kelsey all the time that's what I was feeling as this game was playing out thinking God we've learned so much and we've implemented it in this style this this the, the, all of that that happened there i'm actually thankful for now because previously i was thinking god how are we going to get how are we going to get around this how are we going to navigate this kind of you know defense that these teams seem to think have had a blueprint over patrick mahomes because we heard heard it quite a while didn't we, we had that he had that sort of downish year that he had and mm. it was always like, oh well, there's a blueprint now because all you got to do is just send four and just cover the cover the hell out of the rest of the field, you know. But the Chiefs have adapted and made the changes to the point where they've used all of that as more of a more of a um, just more of a yeah, just just used it entirely differently and and learned from everything, but built this new version almost of Patrick Mahomes in a way. But mm-hmm. also the new offense style in a way as well, yeah. Because like we we keep saying it all the time, they spread the ball around so much. I mean, Juju appeared mostly in the second half as well. He started making some hellish plays, some really like uh-huh. epic plays that kept the ball moving down the field. 
Um, then we saw Tony getting involved with his touchdown. Um, I mean, we've got to talk about that touchdown as well, haven't we? we to, to we to. Let's, let's not get let's not get ahead of ourselves with anybody's like in his bag. We will get to those plays yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I love all the chat about them afterwards. But let, let's stay with the running game. The Chiefs ran for 158 yards on Sunday. Right, they yeah. ran for 158. They passed for 182. Obviously, it helped that they had 77 yards in return yards. That's that's a massive return for that. But 158 yards rushing, this is when the Chiefs offense are at their best, when they can establish the run. And I know everyone hates the run game. Why do you do the run game? You need the run game because it gives an element of balance to the team. And the Chiefs needed the run game to work on Sunday because they could not put Pat in a position where he had to pass 30 times in the second half. Yes, he completed 13 or 14 passes in the second half. The one that he didn't was one, the, the Pokemon play, the got catch him all play that didn't work for yeah. Andrew Wiley. But it, had he been forced into a position where he had to drop back 30 times, this offense would not have been nearly as effective. The second half performance of Isaiah Pacheco and that offensive line cannot be understated and how important it is. Yes, Brett Veach had to rebuild this offensive line, but this was his Super Bowl victory. We we talked about it last week. How would Brett Veach be judged if the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, which led the T League in sacks, by the way, mauled Patrick Mahomes? What would hap- what what would be said if a repeat of Super Bowl 55 had happened on Sunday and Mahomes was running this for his life? Everyone would have been like, right, Brett Veach's retooling has failed. Shouldn't have got rid of Tyreek Hill. Should have concentrated on the passing game. The offensive line um, hasn't worked. These guys, we need, to, we need to go again. We get new tackles. We need to find new players. We need to draft uh, whoever, X, Y, Z. We need to find a way to rebuild the offensive line. But what happened? Zero, 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 nor sacks in that half. In that game, even. No sacks. <laughs> No sacks in that half. Zero. 70 sacks. 70 sacks the Eagles got this year. First in the NFL. 70. And they None. did not get Patrick Mahomes once. He had all the time in the world to stand there and pick apart the Eagles. Yeah. Was it because of the tackles? Yes. Was it because of the offensive line? Yes. Was it because of the field being crap? Yes. But another reason... And a big reason for it was the fact that the Chiefs established the run. And because they established a run, the Eagles could not pin their ears back. They could, there were, there were never situations where they could pin their ears back on these third and long plays. And then Mahomes was forced to try and work some magic. It just didn't happen because they were so good at running the football. And it started with the offensive line and Isaiah Pacheco. And that's why when I look at this, I see it as Brett Veach's Super Bowl win because that was what he went out and made a priority after Super Bowl 55. That was his baby. The offensive line is his baby. We talk about Patrick Mahomes as our son. You can guarantee that Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown, and Andrew Wiley are his sons. Like it's just you have to give kudos to Brett Veach for that Super Bowl win because it was that those five guys and Isaiah Pacheco which made it so easy for Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 
Com. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> I can't add to that, I man. I really can't. <laughs> but no, I was like, I was saying it. It just sent. It just. It seemed like this team matured a lot, didn't it, over the past couple of seasons? Um, it was a coming of age. It, it was. It was, and and you know, like we said, it, it is. It is a learning time for the the Chiefs. So it has been. So you know, they had some difficult moments those past couple of years, but. Um, like we said, they've just they've just taken all that on board and thought, fair one, you need to just add to it, change yeah. the few things. Yeah, look at us, we don't even know what to say mate. anymore. We're just so happy. We're sitting recording. We've had two days to prepare this podcast and we're absolutely <laughs> clueless about what we're going to talk about next because we're just so happy. <laughs> I always think of that quote over here. With, it was a footballer who actually said, you cannot win with kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and you look can. Look at it, yeah. Well, there's another conversation to be had. You know, I, I've, as I said to you before, show I've, I've written some notes that I want, some points that I want to touch on. Um, some of them we've already covered already, but one of them that I, I, I want to touch on, and you said winning anything with kids, is the fact that the Chiefs have now won a Super Bowl with Mahomes and his rookie deal, yeah. and Mahomes on his veteran contract, and you, that cannot be understated. How of much of a big deal that is as well because mm. everyone talks about oh you have to win with your rookie contract if you don't win with your rookie contract then you have to start paying guys it's going to become much harder to win Super Bowl well the Chiefs won a Super Bowl they gave Mahomes a 10 year half, half billion billion dollar deal <laughs> and then they won a Super Bowl three years later yeah. and now you look at the cap space and the, the 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 way that the team are and we talk about 2023 later in the show before we get we get off air for a few months but you look at 2023 and the outlook of this team with cap space and the contracts that they have and this team are like there to do it again next year and the year after and the year after and that i again is terrifying for everyone else do you know there's there's still fans out there from other fan bases saying, "Well, I'll just wait till you know you're having to start paying Patrick Mahomes." I'm like, "We're paying him." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh well, you know, wait till all that starts kicking in. It's kicked in. <laughs> it's not going anywhere else. <laughs> the year after him, the year after we gave him that deal, we went to the Super Bowl. Two years after, or three years after that deal, we won the Super Bowl. It's just. <laughs> It's mad, it's mad, it's mad, it's mad. Right, yeah, let's talk they're about gonna him. Paying, they're going to be paying Joe Burrow, though. He's going to be on what? He's going to be at least 50-odd million, isn't he? Yeah, you've got to pay Jamar Chase as well. Oh, see? Yeah. Let's talk about it. The man, the myth, the legend, the Jeffers. Jeffers. <laughs> oh, that man is a Carl god. Jeffers. What a man. Honestly. Who had that on your bingo card? <laughs> a Cole Jeffers team having the um, game deciding, Super Bowl deciding call because it was, it it basically killed the game as a contest. Let's let's be honest. And was it tit for tat? Yeah. Based on what's been based on what got called for the rest of the game, it was a bit tit for tat. Was it holding? Probably. Was it a bit harsh on the Eagles? If we'd be on a, being honest. Probably we would feel like it was a bit harsh. I know James Bradbury's admitted to it and fair play to him yeah. for admitting to it. But given what had happened during the game and what players were allowed to get away with, I think it was a bit out of order that it got called then. Do I give a shit? Frack, no. I don't. <laughs> like, honestly, straight away, people messaging me saying, oh, this is Super Bowl champions with an asterisk. off. No chance. I'm sorry for my language, but I don't care. I don't care as an asterisk. Do you reckon all the Patriots fans care that the flake gate and tuck rule every time we defraud offside? All this. Every. Do you reckon Patriots fans care when anyone says anything like that to them? They're like, no, you're just jealous. Shut up. We're going to go enjoy our Super Bowl parade, and that's exactly what I. I. I would happily listen to Eagles fans and Bengals fans and Bills fans and whoever fans. Crow on about the Chiefs and the lucky referee calls that they apparently got this year. I'm happy for it. If you want to send them my, if you get any fans in your mentions or whatnot, you want to send them my way, I'll take them because I just sit there and enjoy the saltiness. Oh, the tears of unfathomable sadness. Mm, yummy, yummy. 
I really do. I'm all for it. In fact, I want the Chiefs to win on a controversial call every single year because it just makes winning that much better to listen to the saltiness and the sour grapes from other fans. Yeah, it probably shouldn't have been called, but I don't care. Do other things. If you don't, I'll tell you what, Eagles fans, you want to win the Super Bowl, tell Jalen Hurts to hold on to the ball and not kick it into Nick Bolton's hands. Okay? <laughs> tell him to throw the ball for more than 40 yards. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, Get noodle the ball arm. In your hand. <laughs> noodle arm hurts. Like, come on. You like Patrick Mahomes would have scored a touchdown if he was Jalen Hurts in that last eight seconds. He'd have thrown it over a mountain. Exactly. Like, come on. Who cares? Cole Jeffers. Let me buy that man a beer. Get that man a Z-Mans. Get a, like, you know, you notice there wasn't any, like, Travis Kelsey quotes about Cole Jeffers after the game, was there? Uh, what was it he said about him? Was it was it Cole Jeffers that he did the <laughs> assigned to a few years ago? It probably was, yeah. yeah I think it might is that been, the yeah. famous gift? There was none of that. Like, maybe Jason Kelsey was doing it, but, yeah, no, fine, do it. I love it. I love the fact that the Chiefs won like that. I think Jeffers felt that he only just got out alive out of our head last time. <laughs> yeah. But is that he, the Monday Night Football game? Yeah, if, he has, if he ever has another game like that when the <laughs> Chiefs are playing, he's, I, mean, I think he was just thinking, no, 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 I, I, I can't deal with this. I've got, to, I've got to give him something. I've got to give him something. Give him the Super Bowl. I don't care. Just give him the Super Bowl. Um, do you reckon no, someone went up to him outside Arrowhead on that Monday Night Football and said, you will do this. Oh, I'm going to get you <laughs> You're not even going to get any money for it either. <laughs> yeah. I just don't care. Do you like honestly, your kneecaps? <laughs> honestly, I, 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 I need to go to, like, I had a great time with Bleeding Green Nation last week yeah. and five questions, but I need to go back because I just need to, I need to see the comments about Gold Cheffers. I really do. Because oh, yeah. They're going to go, people are going to go on about it for years. They really are. Like, there's people still going on about Nick Bolsa apparently being held on Wasp. Like, oh, God, yeah. They're still going on about that now. Yeah. Come on. It's going to be constant. But this is it now. This is what the Chiefs are going to have to deal with because we are turning into the Patriots. Whether you like it or not, okay, (laughs) we're not doing it through cheating like the, the Patriots do. But whether you like it or not, Chiefs fans, we are becoming a version of the Patriots. Yes, we're going to do it in our own style, but we are going to get that level of hatred now from everyone going forward. You know it's it's to come. But guess what? I don't care because it means we're doing something right. It means that we're a good team. No one wants to see the same team win it over and over and over again. They don't, but I do. (laughs) But I do. And so... Let them hate. Let them send their memes. Let them send their gifts. Let them put asterisks everywhere. Give a shit. We've got a Super Bowl. We've got two. We've got three. Collect the rings. Four, five, six. (laughs) Just, just fill your rings. The thing is, all right. The thing is, every losing team is going to put an asterisk next to every other Super Bowl winning. Of course they will. They are the ones because there's clearly something in the game where you're not going to be happy with it. You're going to think that's the turning point in the game. Yep. But how many other moments did the Eagles have right after that to win the Get game? Get a stop in the second half. Yeah, Get exactly. one stop. Get one stop in the second half, you win that game, Philadelphia. Yeah, you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Unlucky. Yeah, you did, and you had a quarterback that can't throw over 40 yards. So, you know, it, it's, it just makes sense that... You're gonna be salty about it. I mean, don't, I, I don't it. give up. Don't give up the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. How about that? Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't become the second team ever to give up a ten point lead at halftime in the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, and don't lose the coin toss. Just Sack so you qu- think you're gonna win the Super Bowl because you lost the <laughs> yeah. coin toss. Sack a quarterback. Do that. That's another. Yeah, that's another like, option. Yeah. Just, I tell you list, what, Eagles, shouldn't we? You do a list. Yeah, you of... do any of those things. Guess what? Cole Chefers doesn't matter. But <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It, your, your inability to turn up in the big moments in their game is the reason you lost. Not because Cole Chefers threw a flag that was perfectly legitimate. Although mm. I think it was, again, touch and go. But that wasn't the reason you lost, Eagles. There was a million reasons you lost. And your defensive performance was the main one. You were just goddamn terrible defensively. Yeah, the Chiefs weren't great defensively, but when they needed to, they got a big play. This was the difference, uh, Like moving on slightly, this was the difference between the two teams. 
The Eagles offensively, brilliant. The Chiefs offensively, brilliant. The difference was that the Chiefs got one big play on defense and one big play on special teams. The Eagles got neither. And mm-hmm. that is the reason why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and the Eagles did. It's these fine margins that we always exactly. talk about. And I mean, I'm not discrediting the Eagles. I mean, let's just let's just put that out here. But I'm not being all, you know, smarmy and arsy about the Eagles because I am. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. And it's 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 normally me, I must admit. But yeah. um but the I mean the Eagles really were impressive. I'll I'll I've got to say that. They were really impressive. That yeah, offensive line is phenomenal. And you know, you think that you're not gonna see a team like that with that kind of offensive line that isn't gonna win a Super Bowl at some point. Clearly is it clearly was a great team because the 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 shootout that we saw, the toe to toe kind of battle that we had between two great offences there, was magical to watch. I mean, I do like a bit more of a defensive game, I must admit. Really? <laughs> a little bit more a little bit more defensive, you know. Yeah. I, I love I mean, how many times do I put on the betting slip that I want to get a, um, a, a, a defensive touchdown? I always yeah, like perfect. things like that. So I always enjoy the, uh, those kind of uh, those kind of events in games. And we, and we had one. We had one with, I think, Bolden. Picking yeah. up that spill, which was fantastic. It was really good. He should have had two, to be honest. But yeah. um again, it's you know, it's it, it's by the by now, isn't it? We can't we can't really uh complain about winning a Super Bowl, can we, mate? We can't really nitpick at Carl Treppers for that. Um, but let's go a bit further forward because we, there was um we've got a new name. We've got a new name that's gone down in history for um a play call. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll I'll be honest, it, it doesn't sound as impressive as you know, jet chip wasp, but um, but Andy Reid apparently, you know, let everybody know that this play with Kadarius Tony just doing this, it seems simple. I don't know. I don't, is it just me that you know, completely not a coach here? But it seemed like such a simple play that has anybody really tried that before? They must have done. Yes, they have. The Jags done it against the Eagles. Ah. That's where they got it from, or that's right. where we assume they got it from. So we, we're now Jags... naming it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just taking it for ourselves and calling it corn dog. Um, oh, yeah, the Jags won it against the Eagles, and it was just excellent for Andy Reid. It mm. really was. Andy Reid did not coach a good first half. He really didn't. Mm. I thought he was far too passive. I thought the management of the last two minutes and that drive in particular was terrible. And then he come out in the second half. And he gave the Eagles everything, literally everything. It was phenomenal. And nothing summed it up more than those two touchdowns. The first one to Tony and the second one to Skymore. Corndog right and Corndog left. Yeah, it was just the Eagles did not have an answer for it. And the Chiefs were just clever. They used the Eagles' tendencies against them. Mm. They knew that the players would try and trail. And instead, they used the wash and the athleticism of the uh, Chiefs receivers, especially Terry to get them wide open. We've seen Tony score wide open touchdowns already this year. I think his first one against the Jags mm. back in November, he had half the field to himself. And that's what it was like. It must be so cool being in that position to just to be able to walk into the end zone. I, I, I find it funny that the way, the different way that the two players like, went about their business. Tony caught it and was very, very cool about it. You know, just strolled into the end zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got this. Where Skymore was more sheer panic. Like, <laughs> catch the ball, sprint as fast as I can to the end zone, and then go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, what, what a moment for both of those players, by the way. Obviously, Kateris Tony, second-year player, traded in his second year to a team for what was pittance, and now looking back here, and him to be scoring touchdowns and having one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history in that punt return. And then for Sky Moore, who has had so many issues this year, mm. especially with punt return. And even as a wide receiver, he hasn't been utilized as much as we thought he would be. We thought he was going to be more of an instant impact guy, and he hasn't been that guy. But when it push comes to shove, you're going to look back at this postseason, and when you put together a highlight package, when you put together the America's game, of this this postseason, Sky Moore is going to feature heavily in it. He mm-hmm. had the punt return against the Bengals, which set us up for the game-winning field goal. Yeah, and then he has the final touchdown that the Chiefs score in the Super Bowl. Like 
we, we talk about script writers and Andy Reid being in his bag. The script writers were in there being in, were in their bag on Sunday. There's, there was no way in hell anyone thought that Tony and Sky Moore were going to score touchdowns. But such is the way of Andy Reid, that mad scientist that is Andy Reid, and you can say Eric Bieniemy as well, that they put these players in positions where they just can't miss. They literally mm. could not have messed up. It was an absolute dolly of a catch for both of them. They were wide open. I would even argue, Bradley, that you could have scored those touchdowns. Oh, without a doubt. They were so well drawn up that you could have really scored those touchdowns as well. It just... It, it, football shouldn't be that easy. You shouldn't have... 11 guys trying to stop 11 others and it'd be that easy. No one should be that open in any game, let alone the Super Bowl. And they've done it twice in five minutes. Just an absolute break by Andy Reid. And I I, I was on his case at halftime. I thought he was... It wasn't very good, but second half he shut me up. No end. It was just unbelievable how well. I think he shut a lot of us up. I think it, it was such a, a masterclass. It was a clinic that he put on in the in the yeah. second half. It really was, and uh, it, it's you. You kind of want that, though, don't you? I mean, yeah, you want you would love a coach to play. A, a, you know, a, call a a game hundred percent perfect every time, but clearly that first half was, um, you know, trying to keep in it. Stay in it. Try and work out what they're trying to do to you for their game plan. But obviously, you know, try and try and impose your will, I suppose, on 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 their defense. But thank you, Rihanna, for having such a long halftime show. <laughs> because it, I mean, if the if it is this fabled, you know, halftime adjustments that some players have actually said, there's no such thing as halftime adjustments. I honestly think there was something going around in that locker room going, we cannot, we cannot lose this game the way we're playing at the minute. We've got to change something around. We've got to make sure that we, um, again, like you said, establish the run game a little bit more. Don't be afraid of it. But also bringing other players into the game when they were pretty much nigh on in it. He weren't even in it in the first half. Second half, like we said, Juju was 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 on it. He was completely on it. Um, and the emergence of, like we said, Tony, Tony and, and uh, Sky Moore as well, it was just... It was wonderful to watch, and it was a pleasure to watch. And every play and every down that you saw the Chiefs gain, you felt as though the the the, the whole place that we were at was building. The, 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 it was like yeah. a pressure cooker, wasn't it? It was building all the time that we're thinking, we're edging closer. When we took the lead 28-27, it was like, we're not done yet. We, we feel as though this team can really kind of push on, and it did. Yeah. It was pushing on and pushing on. Um, then the Eagles fought back, and and and... They'd, you know, they were level 35, 35. And it was just, it was such a, a phenomenal occasion that, that these two teams are so well matched. You could see the, the stats, you know, the first and second, in, in, pretty much the mirror image of each other. And to watch two teams go at it like this was an absolute pleasure to watch. And it was good as well because the, where we were in Ireland, um, at the Woolshed, a shout out to the Woolshed in, in Ireland, in Dublin, um, the the atmosphere was great because it was so well mannered with banter between the Eagles fans and other NFL fans that were there that were cheering on the Eagles as well because they don't want the Chiefs to win it. Um, but also there was quite a few Chiefs there as well. Other than the Arrowheads of Road crew, there was quite a few there. And there was actually people from Kansas City, Missouri there as well, mm-hmm. which was. was even special. It would be more special because we've, we've got very much, you know, the Kansas Cityans there, uh, you know, enjoying the game with us. And yeah, the the whole atmosphere just felt really, really special. And yeah, they weren't all nice, Brad. Not not they, everyone. They, not. they weren't all nice. It wasn't, it wasn't everyone. No, I mean, nah, there, there was one guy. Then let's talk. Toilet. Let's talk about her, shall we? Let's talk who, about the oh, one, yeah. the one <laughs> Eagles fan at the end, yeah. who was literally as walking past as we're like going crazy. And like at the end of the game, well, we were just, clapping like, everybody hugging. down the stairs. We were we? hugging and like yeah. clapping everyone. We were just like, you know, in our in our happy place. And then you had some Eagles fan who clearly had a few too many sherbets. And um, <laughs> you know, she's obviously annoyed because her team lost. And I I I, I get that. I get that. But the whole elf, <laughs> Kansas City, <laughs> <do> Chiefs. <laughs> Kuma Holmes constantly. Like, I'm sorry for the quacks you're having to put in for this, but it was constantly as she's walking down the stairs. Like it wasn't that well mannered, but I did enjoy what we broke out 
into afterwards. And I'm hoping that you're going to put a clip of fans singing this at football. But for us, like, always collectively, just to shout, who are you? 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 Just made me that little bit happy. Like I do enjoy the the way that Americans and specifically NFL fans do cheer on sport. But every now and then I do wish there was this like football slash soccer element to it. And it was lovely just, you know, getting that song in there. The, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? In, in, in a, um, a, a fellow Eagles fan. Because as, as you've probably worked out already by the last 45 minutes of this podcast, I am a terrible winner. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible winner. I'm not that bad a loser, but I'm a terrible winner, especially yeah. when it comes to this team. Because they've been so bad for so long. And then they come into this era and now, this Andy Reid era and now, they're just so 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 good do you know what do you know what it is though it's it's because we've had to take it on the chin a lot yep for a lot of years i mean you obviously you more so than me but you know i've been around obviously before all of that all of this happened and um you know i remember the two and 14 season i remember the colts beating us like in the playoffs like the way that they did i you know i've i've gone through some of the hurt and i've had a taste of that and i've really hated it every single time and I can understand it from a Kansas City point of view, especially if you've been a fan since birth, since you like literally from, you know, you've grown up there. It's your your roots are all there and you've just been ridiculed time and time and time again, year after year, decade after decade that your team is not going to make it. It's never going to win a Super Bowl. I remember there was Broncos fans saying to me, you are never going to win a Super Bowl in your lifetime. We've got two. I've seen two now. And it's, right. it just feels so special. I think that's enough Super Bowl talk because, you know, we've talked about it now for 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Oh, I could I could carry on I, if you want. I, 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 I feel like we have nothing else to add to the conversation. We could talk about Mahomes and his massive nutsack. We can talk about how great one Thornhill was. We can talk about... Nick Bowen, like again, sorry for the quacks, but you know, I'm getting them all in before we never come back. You're using all the quacks up. Yeah. The quacks don't lose his voice. We, like we, I can, am. we can talk about the fact that there was a 55 offside. We can talk about, I don't know, owners lifting trophy. Again, one of my pet peeves, but <laughs> we can talk about all these sort of Jared McKinnon being the most selfless player in the world and going down at the end. We can talk about Sky Moore. We can talk about Rihanna. We have talked about Rihanna. We can talk about the, the QB sneak that the, the, the Eagles won and they got over and over and over again. We can talk about Bengals fans. We can talk about the noises that we made during Super Bowl. We can talk about everything. We can talk about, you know, Greg Olsen. We can talk about all these things, but we don't need to because they're in our they're in our hearts now they're in our heads they're in our memories we can everyone can just can go back to them and like they're going to be talked about by other people as well that's the main reason why we don't need to talk about them but let's talk about 2023 quickly all right so what's the plan now for 2023 what do we do what as like, chiefs fans no as chiefs fans as the chiefs the Brett Beach. obviously we're not going to have a podcast about the draft we're probably not going to have a podcast about free agency i should imagine the next time that we're on a podcast together will be when they announce the opponent time and fixture of the the Germany game. Yeah. I should imagine that's the next time we, we end up having a podcast together. So what what do the Chiefs do now? Well, like, where do they prioritize? I don't want to sit here and go through position by position. I think they should do this. But the Chiefs are going to have a lot of cap space. They've got a lot of draft picks. The draft's in Kansas City as well. Got a few free agents coming up. Some noticeable ones, Juju Smith-Schuster, McCall Hardman, obviously Orlando Brown, Andrew Wiley. Um, there's a few, uh, obviously there's talk about Chris Jones being traded by some um can get more quacks in there but um yeah like w- w- what do you do how does this team improve in 2023 what do you want them to do because i look at this team right now and i'm thinking there aren't many obvious holes seeing as brett veach reads your tweets i yeah. want to know do you want my my expert analysis get good players <laughs> get good players <laughs> get good players i go. think I think the key thing for the Chiefs is getting players that fit the culture more than anything. It's just, it's exactly what I was saying, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Just fit the culture because, yeah, Mahomes will do the rest. Yeah. I think think as well, though, I think with the rookies that the the way they've they've been managed and the way they've been brought on and the way they've been coached, the way they've been led by Mahomes, 
I think you're right. I think the culture is, it's already there. It's already set. It's already in there. So it's its pretty much ingrained in this organization. We've said this before about cultures in, in organizations, especially the likes of the Browns. There's a culture there of losing. Yeah. And it's difficult to get out of. But the Chiefs are very much in this culture now of they've getting over humps for quite a long stretch of time now. I, I still remember back watching the Chiefs win a, a, a playoff game against the Texans in 2015. I still remember that as going, wow, we've done something. <laughs> we've really yeah. done something. Wow. Yeah. That's, you know, that's that's one thing off the back. What's next? And that's what it's felt like with this Chiefs team. Seeing this journey just kind of go from literally mediocrity, not even mediocrity, crap, <laughs> to then mediocrity, to then going, well, you know, you know, they might be might do something in the playoffs this time, mm-hmm. to then becoming this team that they are now. It's it doesn't doesn't happen. Dynasty chasing team, by the way. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't happen overnight. You've got to build that up, but you've got to build that up, as you were saying, with the right players. Yeah, Get those players in. And and that that seems to be the, the philosophy of Brett Veach's draft picks. And we've I've said it with the likes of Nick Bolton. I really liked what that what that guy's backstory was. He had a real more more of a purpose to actually play the game and and be a winner. Yeah. Because he had that that drive, that ambition. And you see that yeah. with the likes of Trey Smith. He was always overlooked. He should have gone mm-hmm. higher in the draft. He was overlooked because of a condition yeah. he had, the, the blood clots, whatever it was. Chiefs are picking up these players because they have that mentality. They have that drive. They have more of a drive than your average Joe or the, the not an average Joe, but a quarterback or a, a, a player that's going to be expected to be selected in the first round and earn millions. Yeah. Their drive is not to win mini, to earn yeah. millions. It's to to win games, to yeah. win super, and they show faith in those players as well. Yeah, like, you only have to look at what they've done with the rookie corners this year. Like, oh, yeah, they, they they basically ignored the cornerback position mm-hmm. in terms of paying anyone for years, and they just drafted guys, drafted guys that they knew they could put faith in. And now you're looking at it and you're like, well, you got J- Tremor Duffy, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams. Uh, obviously, uh, Legereus needs still a young man. He's due to get paid this offseason. I would pay him anything he wants, by the way, Legereus need. Um, yeah, but you've got these guys and you're just looking at this. It's the way to build a team. Like, as much as we want to credit Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, this Super Bowl win is very much a Brett Veach Super Bowl win. Absolutely. Really. It got off to a rocky start for Brett Veach. We remember, all remember the 2018 draft and. Carlin Saunders was the only one that really come to anything of that draft. Um, but the rest of it since the 2019 draft gave us Hardman and Thornhill. Then obviously the 2020 draft was very good. The 2021 draft was even better. And now the 2022 draft is paying dividends now. Like all we know is, and the one thing we can be certain of is when it gets to training camp, that is going to be a dogfight. Because when you introduce mm-hmm. another 10, 11 rookies to this team, 10, 11 rookies with that mentality that they clearly love, they're clearly looking for this. The, this team is just going to be driving each other, and they're just going to get better and better and better because they all want a piece of this pie. They all want to be part of this organization that can offer players so much, so much opportunity, a chance to go to a Super Bowl in your first year. Ten, ten rookies picking up a ring in their first season in the NFL. Like, who doesn't want to be a part of that? And it's just going to it, whoever they bring in this off season. They're going to make a difference because the Chiefs are the Chiefs are just they just have an eye for talent. They have an eye for the right type of person. I am interested to see what they do with the tackle position. Admittedly, I think now as much as much as I've not been his fan this off season, I think Orlando Brown's probably in a position where he's earned himself to get paid now because he did come on strong in the in the back end of the back We've end. We've not of the spoken season. about him for a and week. Doing now. that well in the, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl because you don't want to be talking about your tackles exactly. You don't want to be talking about them. You just want them to be there and just do their jobs. So Orlando Brown will be paid. <laughs> we haven't spoken. I am interested to see what happens at wide receiver. I do think there's still a, a player there to be had. I, I I don't want them to go out and pay any receivers. Yeah, of course, Juju. I want him back. And, but I, I I think Hardman goes. I think there's maybe a conversation to be had about MVS. I'm not too sure what their contract situation is with him and if they could get out of there, get out of it. But in terms of the draft, I hope they address. Uh, receiver in the draft because I feel like we, they, you can never have too many weapons in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Again, you have to start thinking about what happens life after Kelsey because his his part in this 
in this run cannot be understated as well. So there's 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 options to be looked at there for his succession. And of course, you just want to carry on adding as many defensive players as possible because you can never have too many defensive players. You can never have too many good ones. Just keep adding talent. If there's a cornerback there, another cornerback that you like, even though you love Watson, you love Williams, there's a cornerback that you like, go get him. Don't pay one in free agency. Get one, get another one in corner. It's fine. You can never have too many defensive backs. And the same with pass rushers. I really hope the Chiefs go out and get another pass rusher this year because if they do and they add talent, they add talent, they add players that make a contribution in year one, like these this bunch of rookies have, there's no reason whatsoever to say the Chiefs won't be in this position again this time next year. Absolutely, mate. Should we get off? Yeah, I'm kind of sad now. Are you sad, are you? Yeah. Yeah. did all end before. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to miss you. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do like our self help sessions. Yeah. I might miss you as well, mate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're definitely not going to be in for the draft. Well, I mean, we, we could be available. Does anyone want our draft takes? <laughs> Does anyone want our draft takes? Yeah. <laughs> I like how he runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm going to miss it, mate. I really am. It's um, It's been a long old season. It's been a, it's been an interesting one as well because, you know, watching this team, how it's evolved over this season and how it managed itself at the beginning of the year because we knew it was in, we were in with a chance when we saw them start the year, you know, with um, one of the toughest schedules and to navigate through that pretty darn decently um and end it how they did um it has been an up and up and down ride uh more ups than there has been downs but it's been great it's been great talking about it with you mate it really has it's been fun it's been really good um I've enjoyed it. it's been yeah it has and and it's just all the more sweeter that uh we ended on the fact that we've won another super bowl it's even better Right then, that's all we've got time for this season. Uh, yeah, you heard it correctly. That's it. The last Great British Chiefs show until the build-up of the 2023 NFL season. But we couldn't leave without saying we've had a blast on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. It's been an absolute pleasure creating weekly content for you all. And we hope you've enjoyed listening to us throughout your through your earphones and through your daily lives and stuff, whatever you're doing when you're driving in the car or your work. Sorry, sorry about the quacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retiring the quack. I'm retiring the duck for a while. <laughs> but um, it has been a long season, but it's been a strong season for the Chiefs. And the fans are the ones that make it. So enjoy the parade. I'm sure you're all enjoying it and probably, you know, drinking and, and merry and setting off fireworks and everything and just really kind of soaking it all in. But I got a funny feeling this ain't going to be the last one. <laughs> you ain't wrong. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to say as well at the end, we're proud to represent the Kansas City Chiefs across the pond. Me and Tom uh, put a lot of time and effort into this. More, Tom more than me. <laughs> but I just want to thank Tom as well for uh, for being here and and just yeah being a buddy on a on a mic really and just having a bit of fun with it and just going over all of our crazy takes and um yeah hope you've all enjoyed it and we'll see you again next season but all that's left to say here is for the last time this year is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon